You're listening to Once, episode 279, Tougher Than the Rest, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. And welcome back to Once Upon a Time. Woo! Welcome back, everybody. It's been a long season of nothingness, I think, (laughs) from the show. But that's not been nothingness in my personal life because, as you know, I and my wife had a baby. He is too cute. If you haven't seen the announcement, which I posted everywhere, Noodle Baby was born in January, just the right height, just the right weight. And he is adorable, wonderful little boy. And we're, we're proud of him. He's, we could just stare at him all day long. So thank you for all the well wishes. Thank you for all of the notes of encouragement. And it's, it's just amazing. So thank you. And let's get back to the podcast and the show. <laughs> These are our initial reactions, so we're going to be a bit all over the place with them. I liked seeing young Emma and young August in the beginning of this. We'd never seen a young August other than when he first came out or shortly after he first came out, when Emma was a baby. We haven't seen August as a kid. What do you think? I knew it was him. Which just speaks once again to how good they are at casting people to play younger versions of the characters we know. It took me a minute, but I figured out who it was. And we got the backstory to something. I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. I feel like we have. But it has been a question I think we've raised, maybe not theorized, was why Swan? Where did Emma get the name Swan? Yeah, I I thought that was brilliant. And I never, I don't remember talking about it. So maybe we did a long time ago. I think, yeah. yeah back A in couple the, curses ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's actually a unit of measurement shows. There's been a lot to remember since then. I think that um, we did say that it was probably something to do with the ugly duckling or, which I can say it now. That's amazing. If you go back and hear that one of our first experiences with Erin Jay was before she was a podcast host, she actually sponsored an episode and it was for the Ugly Ducklings. And I just mm. couldn't say Ugly Duckling. It kept coming out ugly, <laughs> ugly duggling. I think that's how <laughs> that's it kept coming out. You said you could finally say it. I was like, was it a secret? <laughs> I don't remember it being a secret. But it makes total sense mm-hmm. that that is why she named herself Emma Swan, that she she saw potential. She wanted to change her fate, which is the big theme of this episode. And I thought it would be the theme of this season, but it was kind of the theme of the last half of the season. So this new theme is maybe the same? Well, I'm not sure if I picked out a strong theme. I certainly, I loved a lot of the messages. They were teetering over the line of, you can do anything if you believe hard enough, which I think people find out the hard way is not always true. However, there's a balance, and I think that the messages in this were pretty good. I just hope that it's not maybe the theme for the entire season, because that could get a little monotonous. 
But there was so much to love about this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good episode, a good return. And getting to see the fight, that the legendary fight that on the day you see, in the battle you see, you will die, didn't happen. She changed her fate. Well, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I'm not one of those who thinks Emma should die. No. And it felt a little easy. Yeah. It's like, Emma, people have been telling you change your fate for weeks. And and now you finally it took another little time travel-esque <laughs> journey for you to truly believe it. Well, when someone needs to believe something, you send in one of two people, Henry or August. They're the belief police. They help make people believe. Henry was a different kind of police tonight. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty cool for him to be like all princely. I'm sure that Jared S. Gilmore, who plays Henry, enjoyed getting to play the part like that. Well, here's an interesting thing. He was wearing a reddish cloak. And I might not have thought too much about it, but Lana Perea took over once ABC's Instagram account for a little while tonight as a planned thing. And she posted a picture of Jared Gilmore and she said she captioned it King Henry, which mm-hmm. logically in that realm with King David and Queen Snow dead... I would think it would be Queen Emma, but I don't know. Maybe not. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, we Americans, were used to a peaceful <laughs> transition of power from one person <laughs> to another with occasional uh, parades, that is, and uh, protests. But nonetheless, it goes from one person to another, not from bloodline uh, down on. So I, I think, though, it, it passes to the firstborn son, but that's probably what they want us to think. Regardless of that, this this wish realm yeah. is a bit more real than we thought. Ish and maybe. At first, and of course since we're jumping around in our initial reactions, sort of skipping to the end, I thought, well, okay, this this Robin that you've brought back, he's no more real if you consider him real then you also murdered a real Snow and David. But. Oh, that's right. He is different. He didn't age. There's something different about him. It's as if the real Robin or some piece of him or his soul or whatever they're trying to say was placed somehow in this wish realm. Now, here's my theory. David's wish was for the evil queen to get exactly what she deserves. They already had established in the same episode that they are the same person. So maybe both halves of the evil queen got what they deserve. So you get the evil queen side turned into a snake. And at the same moment, Robin, Regina's Robin, appears in front of her in the wish realm. I like that theory. And I think you may not actually be the first person in the podcast to suggest that. I'm trying to find some feedback. I think we'd shared something previously that someone suggested the same thing because they're the same person. Evil Queen getting what she deserves mean both of them. Uh, Christine had said, 
uh, in the episode in our last full discussion, she said, uh, I wanted to mention something sweet and stupid <laughs> about Charming's wish to give the evil queen exactly what she deserved. Since Regina is the same person as the evil queen and can even make wishes on the queen's genie, it is all Charming's <laughs> fault Emma and Regina are stuck. By making his wish, the queen oh. became the snake she is. I think I remember this now. But also, Regina got what she deserved by getting her true love back. And if I had heard that before at the time, I probably would have said, oh, but he's fake. They're not going to bring him back, blah, blah, blah. It didn't occur to me that he should have aged Mm. and hadn't. So he is different, which is good. Because otherwise, Regina was inadvertently really the evil queen and really messed up that whole land. Yeah, I don't like the thought of it running on without them, though. The age thing. Now I get it. Because there was no curse freezing them all in time. Right. You said that earlier, and I was thinking, uh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, so Snow and Charming aged, and Hook really aged. (laughs) That was great. I didn't even recognize him at first. You were laughing, and I thought, oh, it's kind of funny. They must be promoting Pirates of the Caribbean, because here they've got someone that looks like Jack Sparrow. And then I realized at the same time Emma did, that's Hook. (laughs) He doesn't age well. (laughs) It was funny enough. And then they showed his stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So good. But you know who does age well? Our wonderful (laughs) heroes. They're like a good cheese or a good wine. They Mm. get better with age. They get better the longer they are our heroes for the podcast. Without the smell. Exactly. Well, I mean, they're, I assume. They're not the stinky cheese kind of cheese. They're the they're the good kind of cheese. Just think of whatever kind of they're cheese you love. They're, yes, exactly, which is a cheese mm. I do actually like, yes. especially when it has little crispy bits in it. Just like our heroes have wonderful little crispy bits of generosity yeah. inside of them. Yes. And they bestow the podcast with those wonderful cheesy little crispy bits that are almost as cheesy as my transitions into thanking said heroes. So for this episode, I would like to thank Lisa Slack, Lisa R., Amy Cadillier, Marianne Lavati, Aaron Nunnally, or Nunnally, Greg Shope, Jill Sherrod, and our 22 heroes on Patreon. Thank you so much. Even during the hiatus, I believe all of the heroes continue to support us during the hiatus, which is giving on a monthly basis. And we really appreciate that because we do need those finances to cover the expenses for hosting the files, paying for different things that keep the website running, keep the podcast going. So thank you very much for contributing to the podcast and being a hero to us. So please enjoy some wonderful Gouda cheese and know that you are a hero to the podcast. Thank you. And if you someone else listening right now who doesn't yet know what it means to be a good cheese. Maybe you're still on the American cheese product kind of level of the relationship with the podcast. Would you consider becoming a hero? It's really easy. Go to oncepodcast.com slash hero and contribute on a monthly basis over there. It can be as little as a dollar per month. What value do you feel our podcast is worth? And that's what I suggest you consider giving to us. And it's okay. If you only think we're worth a dollar a month, that's fine. If you think we're worth more than that, wonderful. And no, you can't charge us. (laughs) And (laughs) it's not like cheese where the longer you wait, the more valuable it gets. So just start contributing today. Become a hero over at oncepodcast.com slash hero. There is another way you'll be able to start participating. Anyone can start participating to be... What I'm going to label producers 
with the podcast. But I'll tell you more about that in our upcoming full discussion. It won't cost you anything other than some time and some knowledge and skill, which is very valuable, but it will be something really fun. I'll tell you more about that in our next episode of the podcast. But thank you to our heroes. Please become one over at oncepodcast.com slash hero. One of the big things that's a problem, I think, this episode opened up is with this Wish Realm and Robin coming back is doesn't that mean they could bring anyone else back? Or Are you is it beating me to bringing up a possible plot hole? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, go for it. This well, is this is rare. This is the plot. <laughs> You're hole. the one bringing up a plot hole first. That's great. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's inconsistent with so much of what we know. Like, you can't bring people back from the dead. But okay, this person is not back from the dead but if they landed in a realm through sort of a combination of two wishes by two different people it's possible and maybe the part that is different with all of this is that robin's soul or portion of his soul somehow went to this wish realm yeah with the feather yeah, with the feather. Don't forget the feather. <laughs> well, the feather was in the realm already, so this is a different feather. Maybe this is an it alternate is. Reality. Maybe it isn't. It was lost. Oh, remember? this is this is making us question so many things. Maybe it was pulled from the past, <laughs> and that's why Zelina lost it. It's the future feather. Future feather coming back to save Rob. No, okay. No. Now we're getting silly. the The problem, or I think, the way that they fix this problem. Mm-hmm is that we don't actually know the nature of the Olympian crystal. It was Hades who said, it will end you. No Mm -hmm. afterlife. It destroys you completely. And we believed that. Okay, maybe a mistake to believe that. But we did. We have heard Kitsis and Horowitz say, outside of the show, something like, well... Can you really trust what Hades says? Or did Hades even know how it worked? Okay, that kind of opens it up. And there's a part of me that thinks, oh, this is wonderful that they're bringing Robin back. Mm -hmm. And he's in Regina's life again and all of this. I mean, there's that side, yes, where Regina can still be happy with Robin. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. Yes, I'm happy about that. It's not like I want Regina to suffer. Right. But what... What I don't like, and and the show kind of has a series of these events, beautiful deaths Mm -hmm. that are then um, undermined right? because of, well, the hero comes back from something. It's happened with Hook. Now it's kind of happened with Robin, although I know this isn't technically the same Robin, but if a part of his soul went to this wish realm, then it kind of makes me think someday there's going to be like just a flash and it will be the regular Robin again. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it will be (laughs) then basically like they did bring Robin back from not only the dead, but from total annihilation. They even threw in a line that was almost unnecessary of Emma retaining princess Emma's memories. So the whole life that was created for her by the wish, she still has those memories too. So, now she is both, I guess. But, <laughs> so yeah, there's, they. I don't know. If there was ever a retcon that I'm okay with, it's that one. Not in necessarily bringing him back, but the way they ended him 
was so terrible. I don't think there's anybody who liked it. Mm-hmm. It was just terrible. It was something that shouldn't have been written. I would go so far as to say, just very unnecessary to finish a story about people moving on to an afterlife <laughs> and then be like, but no, he's gone, 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 no hope. We've, we've probably said it all before, but it was a very hopeless thing for a show about hope to do. And so I think they had to backpedal it a little bit because otherwise it just doesn't work. Yeah. And I would say it is backpedaling because there was the whole thing about the guy who plays Robin. I forget his uh, real name now, but <laughs> how there was this ordeal of he moved his whole family up to Vancouver oh, really? to be part of the show. And then they kill his character off. Huh. So he's no longer on the show. But what if that was all planned? Like, what if he made a big ordeal out of saying, oh, man, I moved my whole family up here and now I'm off the show because they wanted to keep this a secret. Well, how Maybe long was I'm he gone? Too much credit. Half a season? Yeah. Hmm. About half a season. Well, the problem is they weren't doing much with Robin Hood anyway. And so now he's back and I still, for anything, can't think what they're going to do with him. I mean, Hook is iffy half the time. I mean, I guess now they can add arrows to the sword. Like, they can just traipse around in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also the questionable side of this that here Regina is bringing back someone, some guy, that some guy. looks like the man she loved. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. Because this is a different Robin, different personality, different life, different experiences, different perspective. Roland is going to be like the ultimate supervillain. He's going to be such a messed up kid. <laughs> At least he's somewhere else right now. Right. He's back in the Enchanted Forest. But yeah, this Robin never had a son. Yeah. Or we would assume. Yeah, he didn't mention anything about having a son. True. He did say that he never got the opportunity to marry Maid Marian. Mm-hmm. She died before they could be married, but that doesn't mean she didn't have a son. I suppose that's true. But if he did have a son, I think he would have mentioned it. Yeah, like maybe before dashing out of the realm. Yeah, I do think they were trying to say that he's different than everybody else and everybody else really was fake. So that's good. And I hope that with all the real people out, that realm has ceased to exist. Yeah, probably, maybe. Because it's a very sad story for some very fake people. Except Rumple gets to run rampant in that time yeah, and place. He creeps me out. I'm glad that he didn't come through the tree. I, I, thought, I thought that might yeah. have happened. <laughs> Every time someone poofs in, we think that it's Rumple from that realm. Yeah. Or at least twice now. <laughs> so Gideon is the villain in this season. And like many villains of Once Upon a Time, or this half of the season, like many villains, he's simply misguided pretty darn misguided he's like he thinks he can kill a savior to become a hero huh all right yeah it's not like this is the dark one where you kill the dark one to become the dark one unless maybe it is you kill the savior and you become the savior i don't think that's how it works yeah but he from practically the day he was born has been raised in this terrible place by this terrible fairy mm-hmm. who is family and has apparently warped his brain. He thinks that he resisted becoming evil 
but he didn't resist enough because he doesn't really know enough about what good looks like. And from those little flashbacks we get with his memories, it seems that what he was raised under from his grandmother, or, yeah, yeah, grandmother, <laughs> had to trace the family tree there very quickly. <laughs> At least it was a pretty straight <laughs> shot. <laughs> Total child abuse. Oh, yeah. Locking him up, abusing him, maybe it looked like even physical abuse, trying to make him evil. And it seems like the Black Fairy kind of succeeded with that. I don't know then if we're going to get to see the Black Fairy's realm. He wants to be a savior to that realm to save it from the Black Fairy. Yeah. But there are better ways to do that. He doesn't know that. <laughs> I, well, I kind of feel like the way this season is going to be set up is that the big climax will be Emma convinces Gideon that he can change his fate and he can still be the hero he wants to be. And then he'll go back to the, the Black Fairy's realm and be that hero <laughs> and save everyone there. Yeah. I do hope that this story that I've enjoyed so much doesn't descend into this giant just believe fest where believe and anything's possible. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. And and people come back from wish realms and no. Boom. That vision you've been seeing, not gonna happen. And whatever else. Like you could, I mean, you could apply that to anything if they're gonna just say, I don't know how it happened. We just believed real hard and it happened. So I hope that's not where we're going. Yeah. We've already done it just a little bit. And we've seen that the power of belief and love has already prevented everyone in the last half of the season from tearing themselves apart. <laughs> but what I think could still happen, and this gets me excited. Everyone probably thought of me when this was said. <laughs> Rumpel said, if we fail, war is coming to Storybrooke. Like, so you want them to fail. The final war, the final battle. Will that be the end of season six and the end of Once Upon a Time, the final battle? You keep saying that word, final. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> if, if this show ends this season, which I feel like it will, but then again, I also feel like we're going to get a seventh season and beyond. But if it ends this season, I want to see it go out big and I want to see a final battle. I want it to be amazing, grand, glorious. If they plan for it, I know they can do it because they have a great, talented team of writers. I just really hope they don't bring this season to a close thinking we may get a seventh season. I want them to bring the season, the series to a close knowing they're bringing it to a close. Right. So they can end it with that final battle I've wanted to see since the beginning. And... <laughs> If that final battle is with Gideon and it's about convincing him that he can still be the hero, that does kind of leave a somewhat empowering message that they might want to is hope, which the series has been about from the beginning, as well as believing that you can be the hero. You can be the one to step up to protect others, to be the, quote, savior, unquote, of your own, quote, realm, unquote. <laughs> And that each of us then could be the saviors of our own curses. Well, that's odd. I know, a little, <laughs> little, little strange, but that could be a way that they go. <laughs> well, I have this feeling that we are going to perhaps venture to yet another very difficult to reach realm 
that even Rumple hasn't been able to reach before. Maybe they need Gideon's blood this time, and maybe instead of the pond, they need to just fling it in the air. Wait, have I already had a theory where people were flinging blood in the air? <laughs> I'm not sure. But one thing's for sure, it's not going to have anything to do with that clock tower. Oh, yes. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us about it, the Gideon. clock tower, Jeremy. Come on. <laughs> that thing's had its face bashed in more times than Hook. I think <laughs> the villains need to just leave the clock tower alone. Save the clock tower. <laughs> <laughs> I think it needs its own Twitter account. So it can tell us all how it's doing. Is it frozen? Is it moving? Is it broken? Is it fixed? Who died up there today? Well, at least they didn't do what I thought they were going to do. Is that as we saw Gideon going up there, giving us the hook for the rest of the season, not the Captain Hook, but something to convince us to keep watching for the rest of the season. I was very glad that they didn't give us a new curse. That's what I thought they were going to do. He was going to go up there and do some kind of magic there in the clock tower and, of course, damage the clock tower. I think we all knew that was coming. But some kind of new curse that would keep everyone in Storybrooke or freeze everyone or send everyone somewhere or something like that. At least they didn't do that. Yep, that is good. Do you think that battle could could happen again? Was that maybe not the one from the Visions? I think the point was that it was. Yeah, And they had already prepared us that it may not look quite the same. So she wasn't wearing the same thing. In fact, she was still wearing the same stuff that she was wearing for at least the last two episodes of the last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Which the... is consistent with the timeline, I guess. But everybody talked about that shirt so much <laughs> that it's funny that she's still wearing it. And the battle didn't go the same way that it did. Besides the fact that the ending ended differently than we had expected it to indeed other details along the way like the sword wasn't knocked out of emma's hand and land on the street and poofed away that way this one gideon got the sword in his hand and he poofed it away maybe that was kind of the moment for emma to realize wait this is happening differently from my vision so i can change my fate maybe and the funny thing was that it ended up it did end up being even though they had identical swords it looked like It ended up being the one she was carrying around with her because for some reason he poofed away his own sword when he got hers. Well, he did say he had seen the visions too. So maybe he wanted to make sure the vision was correct and use the right sword to kill her. I liked the effect of the light breaking through her shaking hand. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. So maybe that's the end of the shakes. Maybe. Yeah. Save your shakes are are gone (laughs) and this podcast episode will be too but we'll be back for upcoming full discussion and we'd love for you to be part of that so please send us your feedback our contact information is on the website at oncepodcast.com and share this episode out with your friends over at oncepodcast.com slash 279 We'll be back to discuss theories in depth, your feedback, some sound clips, some more research, and a lot more. So join us for our live show on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern over at oncepodcast.com slash live. It's very important that you use that URL every time because we may change the technology and we are experimenting with different technology for doing the live shows. So make sure you visit that specific web address oncepodcast.com slash live whenever you want to view us live that being sunday nights and wednesday nights 
Also coming up, we've got a review of Beauty and the Beast that we'll bring to you, and Erin will be joining us for that. She wasn't able to be here for our initial reactions tonight, but she'll be back on the podcast soon, as well as the rest of the team. So it's fun to have the podcast back again, and we hope that you will be part of it by sending us your feedback and by doing some other special things that I'll tell you about in our upcoming full discussion. Please connect with us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P H L E G O N. And until next time, no, you're not a scoundrel. You're dead. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you would like to be an amazing hero too, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.